I'm Lou Conran. And I am Sally Ann Hayward. We're a pair of comedians who've been known to enjoy an alcoholic beverage or ten over the years, sometimes separately, sometimes together. But it's occurred to us that we know nothing about the drinks that we love to quaff, and that unbelievably, there will be some types of liquor out there that we are not acquainted with. And as we hate missing out, we thought we'd invite some celebrity pals to recommend their go-to tipple and drink along with us while we make them dish the most embarrassing booze-related tales. And then we give our honest verdict if we are going to spit or swallow. So if it's gross, we drank it so you don't have to. And it's definitely not just an excuse to open up the drinks cabinet on a Monday night. Heaven forbid. We're always celebrating something in summer. Weddings, birthdays, showers, graduations, Wednesdays. The list goes on. And finding the perfect gift for those celebrations can be tough. Or at least it was. Because now there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then send them to that special someone in under 60 minutes. Or scheduled up to two weeks in advance. It's basically the ultimate gifting cheat code because drinks are basically the ultimate gift. Think about it. When's the last time you returned alcohol? Never? Exactly. So if you're looking to spend more time celebrating and less time gift shopping, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com to find their favorite drinks without breaking the bank today. I'm Lou Conran. And I am Sally Ann Hayward. We're a pair of comedians who've been known to have a glass of wine or ten over the years, sometimes separately, sometimes together. But it's occurred to us that we know next to nothing about the drink we love to quaff, and that unbelievably there will be some types of vino out there we are not acquainted with. As we hate missing out, we thought we'd invite some celebrity pals to recommend their go-to wine and drink along with us, whilst we make them dish the most embarrassing booze-related tales. And then we give our honest verdicts if we're going to spit or swallow. So if it's gross, we drank it, so you don't have to. It's definitely not just an excuse to drink a bottle of wine on a Monday night. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Lulu, Lulu, you're drinking orange juice. Is that yeah. And sober yourself up? Yeah. I record. <laughs> it's to cleanse my pa- <clears throat> It's to cleanse my palate. <laughs> Oh dear! What base? I'm so sorry. You've got. Oh, haven't you? But, but I it have. Was, since we've been chatting with Mr. Carl Donnelly, who oh, brought gosh. to the table or to the bar a fantastic Alabama Slammer, which I've never drunk before. Yeah. I've probably seen it on menus. No, I haven't. Bars and yeah. just uh, gone. Nah, uh, I'm not having that. Yeah. Very sweet. I am. Um, it is very sweet, Sally. And sweet, sweet, sweet. And I have to say, I would have it again. And I. I know I, I have wouldn't let you. I don't think I'd let you have it again, Lou. I really. <laughs> now I have the ingredient. Look at me. I look like I've been out, like on the rails, and we've only. I'm in my spare bedroom. It's sort of. I've had it's a wonderful affected time. you like a drug in a way, hasn't it? It made. It's yeah. almost made you kind of stoned or high. It feels like. Yeah. That, that concoction yeah. of booze. It's yeah. had quite the effect. I'd like to be it in the has... same room with you when you drink. Actually, I'd like you back. to be with me, please. Yeah, I'd like I you could to help hold my you. hand. <laughs> yes, and just make sure I don't leave the house and we stay here. It's like when people do acid together. Yes. You're not allowed to just like... have a good friend by your side that's not doing it so that they can guide you. He's very funny, though, isn't he? Oh, well, I forgot to ask you how you are. Oh, well, quite clearly. Well, yeah, I'm okay, thanks. Sometimes I'm we do these tired. intros. No, we always do them afterwards, don't we? But but the, but the intro goes out before the record, so we're always yeah. a little bit hammered, aren't we, when we do the intro before yeah. the record? I don't even know what I'm talking about. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Your face is the same colour as your scrunchie, which is My bright red. My face is the same colour as your walls, which I can yes, see. Yes, it is, which is bright red. Yeah, I've listen? had a lovely time. I've... I think we should just listen. Yeah, now, I think we? is, we're just talking nonsense. There's aren't no we? point to this. No. Let's end it now. 
just covered my hand in green ink. That's the way to start the recording. Isn't I'm going to start now. Um, I've opened up the bottles. Carl Donnelly, uh, hello. Hi, um, you two. How are you? We are busy opening Hi. bottles for this quite sort of um, very alcoholic drink. Yes. It's a very alcoholic drink. Yeah, Do you know what? I was I I wanted yeah. to have one as well. Um, but yes. I've, I've, I've got a well. It's weird. I've got a like an, a preview tonight of new material, and I think if mm. I what I, I don't know if you, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but if I have the drink that you're going to be drinking now, I will want to drink so much more booze before it's one of them drinks that is a oh. real day starter. Oh. Carl, I'm doing a preview tonight, and um, (laughs) this is the difference between how your career is really successful and I... My career is very much uh, plateaued, actually, I'll have you know. No, no, there we go. Well, let's plough on. Would you like to tell the listener what what you're making us drink while you're not? Um, It's an Alabama Slammer, which is... Right. ...something that I'd, I'd... and I tried for the first time in December 2021. Um, so oh. it's actually quite a new drink in my um, roster. But it was one of them cocktails. Great. I've always loved cocktails. But first, I tried it for the first time. Yes. And I'm, I'm ashamed to say I tried it for the first time at 10 a.m. on a weekday. Uh, and it was a Great. game changer. It's a real, you know, it's a real breakfast drink. <laughs> But do you know what I've done? Because I looked at the recipe of Alabama Slammer and it's Southern Comfort, Disserano, Mm. a slow gin. And I thought, where Mm. the fuck am I going to get a slow gin from (laughs) on a Wednesday in Bristol? And, um... And then I, um, so I Googled, what can you use as a replacement to slow gin? And apparently grenadine. So I want to form myself some grenadine. If you so want to make it less alcoholic, poly- you're making a, you're making a driving Alabama Slammer. I had this drink for the first time in December 2021. And the reason it's a sort of specific date is I did a, I did a booze advent calendar. Um, that I ended up documenting on Instagram. So every basically, my wife curated uh, a advent calendar. Every morning, I had a little. You know, I unwrapped a fifty ml bottle of some sort of booze spirit liqueur, and I had to decide how to drink it, uh, to record, document it, and rec- decide how to drink it, and uh, and then film myself drinking it at between sort of nine and ten a.m. So for 24 Brilliant. days of December, I drank for breakfast every day. You know what? We're right. trying to... And then for Christmas we... Day, you got an ulcer. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christmas Day, I got... Um... But you know when we're trying <laughs> to I, I prove... went to the Priory. Yeah. You know, we're trying to say to <laughs> yeah. people how hard we work as comics. I know. You know, and then now you've totally ruined that. Oh, if I mean... I was also quite, you know, I was still writing new material. I've, you know, it's ultimately we can we have a job that you can do after a morning cocktail. Do you? you know, I, did Did you get yourself dressed up for it as well? No, I mean, I did sometimes, but then if you know, some days I was literally just drinking in a dressing gown, which is you feel like. I tell you what, you feel like fucking old coward <laughs> when you're drinking in a dressing I'm, gown at ten a.m. It's such a liberating feeling. It's weird. You should feel degenerate, but you actually feel really refined. <laughs> Degenerate. I oh, have you got silk slippers? I haven't. No. Actually, I am. Um, I I tend to wear a flip flop around the house. Just the one. <laughs> just the one flip flop. Just all, yeah. Just one. I just I alternate foot feet each day. I suppose uh, you would. You wouldn't feel so quite refined if you were drinking. Um, like on a bench in a street. Well, also, I think it is drink dependent as well. Like, so when I was trying to decide what to do, because the year before I did a coffee advent calendar, which people liked and it was fun. uh, And it was just, it became so dumb that every day I had to try a different coffee and review it as if it was totally different to the day before. But with booze, I was like, initially I was going to do a craft beer one where I drank. But then to me, I think a can of beer at, 9am is way worse than a cocktail or a spirit so basically so it ended up I settled on spirits. That suggests a problem doesn't it? It does yeah yeah. so my wife she curated it and it was great fun but then what happened was in the first week it would be like a vodka and I'd be like well I'll have a vodka and orange or something like that (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then then we hit some sort of liqueurs that were very strong you know them sort of French monk liqueurs like chartreuse and all that stuff And, um, and they were, you know, I'd, I'd often I'd just shoot them. Like the day I did a double absinthe for breakfast is one of the worst days I've ever had. Oh my god! But, 
But then what happened was, in the second week, I started getting a bit bored of just making quite boring things. So I started making cocktails. Nice. And then by the time we hit the Alabama Slammer, uh, it was when I'd started adding a lot more booze to each morning's drink so the day i had the day <laughs> at alabama Christmas. slammer yeah it should it should have three different alcohols in it so that was a this yeah. was this was the revelation of the month i think it's my favorite one oh. when i when i looked back and Ooh, reviewed so, the month so we've got we've got the ingredients yeah, should we make you get it the slow gin lou out of interest my mate jane on the inbreath made me um makes her own slow gin and Very i cannot for the life of me yeah, can't find it. So what That's... I did do, uh, I found my orange-flavoured gin, okay, and yeah, I'm going to yeah. bung that in. I think in. that's a good idea. That will I really work the... with the um, the orange juice. Yeah, she's, she's very yeah, good at this. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah. she's like Tom Cruise in Cocktail. That's what Lou's like. Slightly... I'm slightly dreading the southern comfort because I've not had this since I was a teenager. So, um, well, here I, we go. Um, I didn't. Did I use? Oh, I did use southern comfort for mine. I had. I've got quite a well boxed cocktail cabinet sort of thing, mm. uh, but. I um I hadn't drunk Southern Comfort. It was just in the cabinet. I think somebody had brought it to a party I had, and I hadn't drunk it since I was about nineteen years old. When me and yeah. two friends went to one of their houses, it was like he was still living at home, but his parent, his mum was away. Loser. Yeah, Sorry, no, I'm just like drinking. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> but we drank. We just um we'd been drinking all afternoon, and for some reason we bought a bottle of Southern Comfort and went back to my friend's house, and we were already drunk. And we just we just basically did shots and did the whole bottle in about twenty minutes. Wow! And, oh. and then my mate Daniel just said he was going to the toilet and went <laughs> and just and about forty five minutes later, me and my friend Rich were like, "Where's Daniel gone? We haven't seen him in forty five minutes." And I walked up the stairs to the toilet, and he hadn't made it to the toilet. He- <laughs> on the landing just in front of the bathroom and that, I, the next day i had such a bad hangover i've never touched southern comfort since yeah it's it's that it's the smell of it it reminds me when i worked in portugal I don't know whether you know this car but i worked in portugal sally loves me talking about this every um, week every, every week we used to have about portugal. <laughs> southern comfort <laughs> and um red bull and southern comfort oh, Ooh, no, oh yuck no, no, no. sweet very yeah. sweet yeah so it was either red bull and vodka or Red Bull and Southern Comfort. And this is taking me back to... Oh, Jesus, that's taking me back. What um, I will say I is I was concerned about the Southern Comfort going in it, but um, I think the sort of slight smoky, sweet bourbon... It take, mm. What you'll find, I found with this cocktail, is that all the other stuff really takes all the badness out of it and you just get the good, right. the oh. good bits. I can't remember whether I've put what I've put in... <laughs> Oh, I'm not sure in. what the measurements are at all, but oh, I, I can't have... remember. I put mm. the three in, but I'm going to put the. No, I've even fresh. I've squeezed two orange juice. Oh, orange lovely! Juice. Yeah, That'd man. Delicious. So I'm popping that have in. I... Now I can't remember how much of anything I'm supposed to do. But... Just chuck another one I in. Don't... Yeah, I just have. There you go. I don't know. <laughs> I think I've done it all right. There we go. There we really go. Sm- you can really smell the amaretto. Yeah, the amaretto is such a little. Um, you know, it's a Moorish mm. note. You can it. have you, also you can have that on ice cream, can't you, amaretto? It's not oh. really a drink, is it? It's more of a no. pud pud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I, I made like a liter of it. How much? Oh, she's popping it in a. Sh- she's doing it in the shaker and everything. Oh, yeah, it's that's right. Sad in the instructions. Is it? Isn't it? I'm so jealous of you two having one of these right well, now. I mean, you could join us, Carl, if I, you wanted I could, to. Um, but... I mean. You've discussed about 10 a.m. Christmas month drinking. <laughs> I am actually, do you know, I'm currently in a little post uh, Australia detox where oh. I'm, eat, I'm not drink. I haven't drunk um. in like a week. I haven't, um, I've been eating very clean. You know, I'm just, I'm just trying to deflate from three months of living out away from home. Are you feeling quite smug? Uh, well, no, because oh. the three months really, you know, I really packed it on in three months. So <laughs> the smugness of one week of clean living does not outweigh three months of horrendous um, eating habits. No, so Australia has very good food. Okay, here we go. Oh, yours is more orange than mine. Mine's maybe yeah. Why is? Um, I might not put enough. Yours orange. has got the grenadine. Oh, grenadine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the slow gin I would I used was also a purpley red. So I mine was closer to yours. Oh. Uh, yeah, because I went for the right. grenadine, which was berries. Got yeah, it was. It felt like the classic one. It's got pictures of raspberries and blueberries on this Ooh. one. Anyway, here we go. Here we go. Cheers. Let's have a give it a go, Lou. Cheers. 
It's, isn't it nice? it's got layers of flavour. It's so much flavour. Mm. Oh, and the orange juice, jamming. obviously. You see, orange juice feels like the goodness, the vitamin mm. C breakfast drink. Mm. I'm gonna put but the other, the booze. No, but you could make these. <clears throat> yeah, nobody would know that you were having this for breakfast because it looks like you're doing a cold, Donnelly, clean living <laughs> breakfast yeah, it's drink, true. doesn't it? It also. Yeah, um, nobody has to know. It does. It doesn't. You can't. Even though you can taste the, the the sort of flavors of the boozes that are in it, mm. you, there's no. You, there's no sort of that boozy aftertaste. No. It's a real f- fresh, crisp, lovely thing. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, love the I'm fact so. That... I'm gonna. Def, I'm gonna have to have one. I, I'll tell you what. I'll have one in a few days. <laughs> let me just do another few more days of living, and then I'm getting on it. I love the fact that Lou said, oh, nobody needs to know that you're getting sort of hammered at breakfast as well as if you've got it. I used to work with a woman who in the mor- in a restaurant and in the mornings she were, you know, and she had a problem with drinking. Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm saying. So she'd be drinking tequila out of a coffee cup. Oh, and um, But she was having problems with booze, which was why. So I love that Lou was like, oh, we could hide all the booze. <laughs> this, is, you know, this is a great um, hiding drink, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. whilst drinking it in a pint glass yeah. yeah it's a great drink to drink if you don't want own... people to know you're drinking I love that. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly. Oh, God. exactly i love that you've introduced us to that actually because yeah. um yeah that for that reason god i'm so deep yeah, yeah. sometimes yeah. when i come on i do a podcast i'd love that you introduced to that for that uh, my um, um my friend oh. used to drink two cans of lager on the train to work in the morning and he, <laughs> no. he you know he doesn't have a problem drinking he's actually oh. a very good social drinker he's never ever relied on it he can go through months when he won't even touch one because he's just busy and whatever but he just hated his job so much that he just needed oh, something god. to take the edge off which is yeah. what was his bleak. job it was just like but what was it? Your basic sort of office administration role. Oh, I understand. Job, as far as he was concerned, just yeah. didn't enjoy it. A couple yeah, of cans a couple of beers. on the train. Do you know what though? I think that probably would take the edge off because you sort of, so long as you're a good drunk in a way. If you're a happy drunk, if you're a miserable drunk, then you're making it yeah, worse, aren't you? But if you're a happy drunk, a couple of yeah, a couple of cans of lager. You'd probably sort of swim into work, wouldn't you? Quite, you know. I was just watching Lou really eye up that Southern Comfort bottle. It, it's all right, <laughs> just, isn't it? I think just... I think this is a good drink to reintroduce Southern Comfort into your yeah. diet. Yeah, reintroduce. Yeah, it doesn't we were, really we were taste. We trying to find a way. We really yeah. were. Yeah, it doesn't really taste that much of the Southern Comfort. I'm getting a no. really warm sort of glow in me in my yeah. thyroid now, which <laughs> is, may or may not be a, a good thing, but I'm. Yeah. I'm, um, I, I, yeah, I'm in your sort thyroid. Of... <laughs> yeah, That's I don't know for. what I'm saying. That's what it's good for. As a doctor, I can say this is very good for thyroid problems. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're yeah. looking at that glow in your thyroid. I've never heard those two words <laughs> sentenced together. <laughs> Um, I'm got, I've got to buy paint for my living room. I've got to choose a colour scheme for my living room this afternoon. So I'm going to go in with this. Well, that's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> no, oh, God, you'll be breathing everywhere. Go for no. a lovely crimson red. <laughs> yeah, I've got to go do a preview. Uh, but the good thing about where I'm doing a preview is that I get a free burger. So oh, that will just soak it all up. Happy days. Carl Donnelly, <clears throat> yes. I'm going to ask you a question now. <clears throat> God, I feel pissed. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what was your What was your drink of choice? A choice. 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 Oh. oh God, this is going really well. What was your gi- What did you train wow. on? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, for the whole of December. <laughs> Imagine this at uh-huh. every day. That... I wish I had my dressing gown with on. a child. With a child. Did, did my you daughter. Have a child really at that? Really, yeah, you know, fun dad, fun dad in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a good mood, isn't he? Um, yeah, I might put my dressing gown on, actually. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> I might put my neighbour's yeah, dressing gown us... on as I'm in uh, So my drink, yeah, well, so basically, I, um, I've got quite a, uh, you know, I've got a long history of drinking because I yeah. come from an Irish family who loved the stuff. And um, yeah. for actually for a brief period of time, we lived in a pub uh I moved into a pub when uh, I was probably nine, I think. My parents, my uncle owned it and he asked my parents to run it because he then bought another one that he wanted to do. So, I mean, and I will say it it ended terribly. Like putting my dad 
in charge of a pub was not the correct business decision. 10 a.m. Uh, in his dressing gown. Oh my god! December um, advent calendar. No absolutely hemorrhaged money that place. So. <laughs> I, but it did mean that from a very early age, I got access to alcohol. So probably I used to steal. I, I started stealing bottles of booze to try from like the age of 10, I'd say. And um, I would I'd actually start, I tried loads of different ones. I remember, I remember the, one of the first very strong beers I tried was Gold Label. Do you remember Gold Ooh, Label? Yeah. Baby sham style bottles, ten percent uh, booze, because they were in sort of swanky looking. Oh my bottles. god! People didn't put it in the category of a of a problem, you know, super tenants or something yeah. like that. Even though it's exactly the same vibe. So I used to like, I'd, I'd nick those because they were small and very strong, and just. Got and you were eleven up. then. I was I was probably a ten at that point. Ten, right. And then, uh, then I made some local friends. This was down in Croydon, and then obviously I became the <laughs> guy. That, to get booze. So <laughs> yeah. me and my friends, between like the age of like ten and twelve, before I left the pub, you know, I, I used to nick. I, I became a fan of Newcastle Brown Ale because it was big, big bottles. Oh. And um, yeah. But then yeah. after we left, do you remember when had, everyone used to drink that? Yeah, it was yeah. weird, isn't it? It's Everyone disgusting. used to do that. That was so trendy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. So then once, basically, but once I got to, you know, once early teens, when I started, you know, that was drinking in the park time, I, was, I, went, I went proper for the mainstream sort of big bottles of cider. You know, I was a fan of a White Lightning. Oh, my God. The big, and, not like the two-litre bottles. Yeah, ones. and also that was, that was the era of Hooch and yeah. Two Dogs, whatever, all that sort of stuff, that weird Alco-pop time. Yeah. So I'd say between 14 to 16, I was on the Alco Pops mm-hmm. and then beer probably then I sort of developed that weird little palette for beer mm-hmm. and but for some reason then me and my mates when we all hit 18 I remember we we all started drinking vodka and oranges because they were so much less gassy than a beer and you could just really put them away and like they, we used to drink in all these horrible South London bars that would do like you know super like budget deals for get a jug of vodka and orange for eight pounds and we'd all just be getting absolutely shit faced so i'd say that was a yeah it was quite a an you know a trajectory of booze but once i really yeah. settled into drinking it like in my late teens legally i was a i was a few beers vodka and orange guy and shots a lot of aftershock a lot of apple oh, yeah. sours oh yeah yeah um oh. a lot of you know yeah sort of sambuca there was big. I was. There was a lot of that that knocking around in South London in the late nineties. I love that you started with like the equivalent of super of tenants <laughs> yeah. or whatever. It's... We did. Me and my yeah. friend Adrian, when we were probably fourteen, we used to drink super tenants, right? But we because um, it just got you messed up and it was cheap, right? But we worked out the trick of putting it in the freezer for an hour, and it becomes mm. almost untastable like it's just like drinking super cold liquid and uh but you get all the oh. benefits oh my god that's so depressing we are it's such an education what i love is the fact that when we the more and more we do this everybody everybody at some point in their life apart from the non-drinkers have um been down the park that's like oh, yeah, a yeah. big thing for everybody isn't it oh, where everybody yeah. goes down the park to do their training i great. love that i yeah, I'm going to take the dress woods again, and I loved cemeteries for teenage drinking as well. There was a great cemetery we had for drinking oh. and smoking weed. And uh, there was a great, and then probably from, I reckon around 15 to 17, before we all got fake IDs and were getting into pubs, um, we used to drink on Wimbledon Common, which is a great place yeah. for a booze up. You've got the odd little pond. <laughs> You've got, it's a nice landscape. A bit of nature. Bit of nature. And it was also a real meeting place of a lot of different groups from different schools and it became like it was quite nice actually it was a bit dazed and confused here it was all very rites of passage sort of here yeah i liked it yeah we never did i didn't really do park drinking i grew up in oxford and i we used to drink around the what's it bloody called the radcliffe camera which you can't even touch now as a tourist but we used to be able to sit on the sort of on it you used to to, haul yourself up and sit on it and we used to always drink around there Sitting on there and and the grounds. I suppose that is park drinking, isn't it? But yeah, not so much park drinking. But but yeah, 
outdoor drinking because you weren't really allowed into and also at that age kind of going into a pub's quite boring isn't it but you only want excited I, I loved it it was so exciting when we we first got fake ids at 16 there was a guy in my school who <laughs> he sort them out he he was the first kid who had a good home computer his family bought a home computer and a printer Brilliant. and Amazing. he suddenly started knocking out these fake nus cards and he was like Bill Gates for about a month where everyone wanted one. And like he was he was charging five pounds a pop. And he just he could not No, that's a lot of money back then. And they were properly laminated and like you got your photo and it looked great. And like, you know, we you we'd all be walking into the pubs of Wimbledon with these moody NUS cards. And for about I'd say six months, you just sailed into any pub. And I think security then started working out, hang on, we're seeing a lot of NUS cards. I don't think these are all <laughs> official students at university. You had and your dressing we, gown on. And we all had like Roehampton <laughs> University and yes. all this crap. So clearly not and, uh, print. Yeah. <laughs> it was great though. They, they, that was... they, oh yeah, right. but no, but they served a purpose for that two years until we all turned eighteen. Really, what? Where is he now? Though was his name Chris? Chris Gottwald. I don't know. I've not seen Chris Gottwald in so many years. He, I um... he's carried on in that vein. Yeah, he was. A, I remember he had a great sleepover like party at his once when we were like fifteen, and we got absolutely wankered. And it was like classic thing where like it was everyone was so scared to fall asleep first in case something happened to them while oh, they were yeah. asleep. And a guy called How long did you last? Well, a guy called Paul Waite fell asleep first. And uh, and everyone, we were so overwhelmed with what we should do to him. Like, do we put toothpaste all over him? Do we cover him in the, the rubbish? I don't know. And then I remember my mate Daniel, <laughs> really, he's a guy who passed out on Southern Comfort. He uh, he just <laughs> did such a funny thing where he just, he just went into the kitchen. I don't know where this came to in his, or from in his brain. And he, he came out of a digestive biscuit, a chocolate digestive biscuit. He licked it and he just stuck it on Paul Waite's chin. And um, and then uh, sort of uh, when Paul Waite woke up in the morning, the chocolate was just perfectly on a ring on his face, and the biscuit was just next to his head. It was lovely. He was also covered in toothpaste as well, but that's a different story. That's not, not a bad like drunk trick, though, is it? At least he still had his eyebrows and yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. And we weren't else. vindictive. People do to each other. This is lovely. Do you know, I was going to buy paint this afternoon, but what I'm going to do when I've had me... Um, You're not going to, are Alabama. you? No, it's a lovely day. It does I've make you a, want to go out. I've got a garden and a sofa in the... You know, I've got my, I've got my corner sofa that I bought in the pandemic with cushions on the decking. Oh. Late, my afternoon. I mean, if this, if this podcast finishes early, we know why. I've gone. <laughs> <laughs> or if it just carries on for the next three hours and we both start crying. Yes, we're going to do it all over. <laughs> Every emotion will get really happy in a minute. <laughs> Screaming. Oh. Then we'll try and have a fight. Um, so, Carl, you <laughs> yeah. must have um, loads of drunk stories to share with us. I mean, yes, sadly. And, I don't know, pr- proudly as well, I think. Yeah, quite right. I mean, because I, I think... share. But it's also like, I, I was from that demographic as well you know i sort of i grew up in the south london working classes so, like I me mean, we were like, i did i did all the tenerife and magaluf and all that sort of stuff so you know i was a real i was really committed to you know booze culture i think from you know from a young age up well until done. about <clears throat> probably when was my daughter born two years now? ago <laughs> <laughs> deepness and when i realized when i had no, when i really yeah, when physically to. had to um because <laughs> uh, what i will say is toddlers do not respect a hangover from no. the few i've had since she's been born and they are outrageous you know i thought hangovers were bad enough without a toddler they are bad but um but no, I've got loads. I mean, what sort of? What's your? What's what? What do you like? What sort of stories do you like? <laughs> you know, like a, we can we can choose. It's like sitting at a bar, asking Ooh. the bartender to share a story. What genre do we want, Sally? Yeah, yeah. What genre do you want? Is there, is there like a, in your, a dr- drunk noir? Drunk. <laughs> That's I, a dark uh, story. I have some bad yeah, ones. I've yeah. got, I've got, um, I mean, I've got one where I ended up in hospital. Almost, brilliant, almost brilliant. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll have that. And it was, yeah. it, it, um, it was, it was a culmination of uh, very heavy binge drinking from, like, you know, from the age of whatever until probably once I got allowed into pubs, that was that was it. Game on. 
right? And then I think it was at the age of 21, I um, I was hospitalized from drinking, uh, but not like one-off right. drinking. Burning. It was actually a sustained boozy period right. where I was just, I was drinking like three or four days a week, proper like Magaluf style. Right. And, um, and right. I also developed a slight painkiller addiction for some reason mm-hmm. and, uh, and didn't realize that my, that I was, I was eroding the wall lining to my stomach oh. from the painkillers and booze mix. And, uh, and I went out one night. I think I remember I went to Putney um, to um, the uh, what was it? It was an there was a big O'Neill's pub in Putney that was great fun, um, and it was right on Putney Bridge. I once spent a New Year's Eve there that was excellent, and we had a big long trestle table that at midnight was so covered in empty glasses and bottles and we're all cheering and singing old lang syne and i was so drunk i thought it'd be funny to push my friend pete on it <laughs> and uh, and so there was all oh, no! hooray midnight and everyone's hugging and kissing and as that died down i pushed one of my best friends onto the trestle table with like i'm talking 300 empty glasses and bottles and he cleared it they all flew off the table and smashed everywhere and um i felt instant guilt you know that thing where you do yeah. something drunk that you think is funny <laughs> yes. and in the moment it comes to yeah. reality you're like i am a fucking idiot <laughs> and um but yeah and then he gets up and he's got half a bottle stuck in his neck and he's like Woo-hoo, oh, weirdly, yeah. <laughs> weirdly he came out unscathed because i sort of pushed him and he, f- he slid Thank through God them for that. oh wow like a sort of bowling ball and cleared the whole trestle oh, table I but i would say, say like a western, like a western. <laughs> we've all got different images i've got a water slide in my head well it was a bit that but on his back and um and he did see the funny side he's very naughty he's one of them guys his nickname is pete portugal because he wants oh. drunkenly uh he's always just lying he gets drunk and just lies uh but he's one of the best liars i've ever met and he was he was chatting up a girl and um he has he he's he's half portuguese and he has um, a portuguese surname but he was telling the girl how he was portuguese and she went oh you must have a portuguese surname or something then and he went yeah i have it's portugal and he just convinced the girl he was chatting up that his that his full name was pete portugal and she believed it but Anyway, Pete Portugal went flying through the beers. Everything, everything got smashed, and like, yeah, it was horrendous. I felt so guilty because the staff have got enough to deal with, and three hundred broken bottles. Because I thought it would be funny. Mm. But anyway. I bet you didn't really think about the staff at that point, though. Oh, no, that of age, course not. I think no. I did once. I did once. It had, it had happened, and I had a moment of clarity. I went, "Oh God!" Because yeah. I used to work in in pubs as well from like the age of fifteen. So like, I I had it, and I'd had enough dickheads in my time. I should have known better. But I was back in that pub, flash forward a year or so, and just really putting it away. And I drank so many shots. I remember I was drinking apple. It was apple sours. Did you ever drink that? It was just pure sugar. Mm. It was only about 20% alcohol, so you Mm. could just drink a 1,000 of them. And um, I felt a bit rough. And then the next day I woke up and I was really, I wasn't in a good way and I took some ibuprofen and then I I, I went to, for a number two and mm-hmm. uh, I'm not proud of it, but it was black what came oh. out of my bum. And, uh, and, oh. then, I, and then later oh, in the day... Did you take a picture? No, <laughs> I didn't. Know. This wasn't the day of the camera phones. This I wasn't, no. no. I did get a Polaroid. and uh, <laughs> I Then uh, later in the day, I was feeling really rough and more, more black stuff was coming out of my bum. Right. And then I, I vomited I and then that. blood came out of the other end. Oh, and no, I, and, well, that's worrying. Oh. And my girlfriend at the time went, I think you should go to the hospital. And I was like, I think I'm all right, actually. It's probably yeah. just a hangover and I'll, I'll, I'll walk oh. it off. And then a few hours yeah. later, as more stuff was coming out either end, I had begun to turn yellow. Oh. And she said, I do think you should go to the hospital because you are yellow. <laughs> and that is, I, I'm not a doctor, but that is a bad sign. And um, I went to the hospital and the, the, it was that funny thing where I walked in like, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. Like vomiting blood and shit in <laughs> tar and uh and i was so confident it was just a hangover and i got i got in i went up to the receptionist i sort of said what's happening and she went okay and then she went out and somebody came straight out and went um do you want to come through here and i sat down and i just explained to them what was happening <laughs> and they went right can you come with me and within about two minutes i was on a bed 
with so many tubes being put into me. Yeah. Uh, basically, it turns out I had, from all the shots and everything, I had ruptured the wall lining to my stomach <gasps> and uh, and was internally <gasps> bleeding quite quite drastically. Uh, by the time they did the tests on me, I'd lost four pints of blood. Wow. And um, which is almost half of your whole body's blood. Right. And um, and like it was in, it was proper like right. This guy's you know we need to rush him into surgery. And I'm just lying there like I'm pretty sure it's just a hangover. Guy. <laughs> and um, they they managed to sort of stem the bleeding a bit and, slide and get me on drips and all that. And then they had to um, uh, operate. And basically, they went in they went in via a tube through my mouth with a camera um, that they then it had like a special little robot that at the end that went that cauterized all the wounds. It went wow. and it was I could feel I had to keep me awake. I lost too much blood to go under general anaesthetic, so I was awake for the whole thing. Did Just, they sedate you at all? Are they allowed to do that? No, they gave me a little yeah. spray of anaesthetic mm. on my throat, and then yeah. four orderlies held me down. Yeah. It was yeah. one of the most traumatic events of my wow. life. But I, I could feel I could oh feel it God. in my stomach being being yeah. done. And um, they wouldn't have been able to give you that anaesthetic that's got alcohol in it because clearly you'd had enough. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, give oh me some of that good shit. So, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah oh. so I had to, I, I, I literally wow. drank myself to a, a, a ruptured stomach. Thank God and, for your um, girlfriend at the time. I know. Go to hospital because you would have been all bloody overcautious, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, hospital. But uh, but I was fine, and um, they I then had a blood transfusion. And that I was kept in hospital Great. for about five days, yeah. where I four of them I was nil by mouth, and my stomach oh. had to heal, so I couldn't even have water, and that was the worst part. Then four days of not being able to have any liquid mm. or food in my mouth, like you, you're, it, they they put they dab your mouth with um, a sponge of water yeah. to make you feel like you're you're fine, and obviously you're getting all your liquids through a drip, but your my mouth was just so. Whenever they try and dab the sponge, I'd be like, ah, like a like a werewolf trying to eat it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a like a drunk woman on a Hindu trying to find a straw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so God. yeah, that was uh, that horrendous. Was... Glad you've really learned a lesson from that as well, Carl. I know, but now I just drink yeah, just once just... a day in the morning to start the day properly. Yeah, apple just cocktails sour. for breakfast. That's enough. Yeah. Apple yeah. apple sour. Yeah. Though I didn't realise that, that. I suppose it was the amount you were putting. I away. think it was the Mount and there was loads of other booze as well and um always I think it's a That's the ambulance coming together. <laughs> <Yeah. Carl. laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, we've got to go in for another round. Um it... Amazon Business Honors Ricardo Gurgel, owner of Veggie Root Tavern. This week, Ricardo saved big and used Amazon Business to help his team buy commercial deep fryers at a quantity discount. Because even veggies can be fried. I'm going to need two orders of fried fiddleheads. With business buying easier than before, Ricardo now uses his extra time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. Mmm, fiddleheads. Yum. Yeah. Do you know what? I was listening to that story, right? And I thought, oh, God, that's awful. But underneath my computer, I found a chomp. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it could have died. But I was like, I wonder if I can get <laughs> away with just yeah. eating that. Especially now you're halfway through your Alabama slammer. Yeah. We had a, there was a bloke in Oxford during my drinking sort of youth days, and who was full of shit as well, like Pete Portugal. <laughs> and he used his name was Carl, the God's honest truth. <laughs> <laughs> All he was known as Carl, the God's honest truth. Um, um, that's I was about to say that's a great story. It's a well, great ending. What, what I will say as well is what I found the most funny was I assumed that was the end of drinking for me. Like, you know, well, you I would, wouldn't you? Yeah, but you know, I remember sort of being on medication and things, and I was, yeah, you know, I had to really, you know, watch what I ate and everything for about three months. I remember I had this three-month period. It was right up till Christmas, I remember, and uh, and I, at the end of that three months, I remember saying to the doctor when I went for a checkup, I said, right, so what's the what's the future now? Like, is that do I have to avoid things? Is it is it what is that? I'm never allowed to drink again. And he was like, oh, no, you'll be fine. He goes, <laughs> he was oh. so casual. Yeah, I reckon there'd be other countries where they went, yeah, you should probably not touch alcohol again. But the doctors here in the UK understand, I think, our culture. So they, he was like, yeah, just, you know, just don't go crazy. Just, you can drink. 
And obviously I went crazy and luckily um, have never returned to that. But also the painkillers were the part of the thing that helped, but, you know, did wear away the Mm. stomach. So now I just don't take them anymore. I just need to qualify what I just said back then, because you said you'd think that they would... um say don't drink again and I went ease and I didn't mean take loads of ease I meant ease I stopped but I meant ease off the drink yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Then, oh ease definitely should be taken then shouldn't they once you're not allowed alcohol get onto the oh. class A's yeah but I didn't mean that can, can we have another genre now because we went in oh, with the dark didn't we, we I've got we I mean dr- I've got some funny drunk. injury ones that aren't as dark like yeah, yeah, I've I got, mean, um, yeah. I've got quite the most recent dr- drunk injury I've had, but it was probably about four years ago, and it was at the Adelaide Fringe, mm-hmm. um, where we on a day off you get you, know, you get a couple of days off, you know, but you get a day off every week. It's not like Edinburgh where it's like no days off. Take one off in the middle, you lazy bastard. Yeah. Uh, like Australian festivals, you get one day off a week, which is much more civilized. Yeah. But because it's um, it's always a Monday as well. We went to a winery and went Lovely. on this amazing winery tour. Um, of a, a vineyard called Molly Dukas that make like I'm not a massive wine fan, but I can drink and I drink a nice wine now and again. They do the most amazing red wines, right? And I, you know, we went to a winery and we we're being driven between each one, mm. and we then we go to this one and we get taken on this lovely tour. They get us to try all the wines. We sit down and have lunch. They're giving us loads of wine. We end up buying wine, but by the time we left there, maybe. 6 p.m. to go back into the city we are like roaring drunk you know we've put away a couple of bottles each of very wow. high quality strong red as well it's not mm-hmm. like a you know it's, it's probably about a 13 percent or something red and uh so we're just you know we are roaring and ready to go we got back and um we uh went straight to the pool of the hotel we, I remember actually, we made loads of Bloody Marys. We made big jugs of Bloody Marys and we went down to the hotel pool. It's very against the rules. And we we're all just sitting in a jacuzzi and drinking Bloody Marys and like felt like gods. Do you know what I mean? Just that thing where sometimes you do, you find yourself in a position where you're like, oh, this is, these are the good times of being a comedian. This is what people yeah. think it's like. Whereas it's so rare. Normally it's you sitting in your car on yeah. the M1 listening to a fucking podcast <laughs> yeah. after you just died on stage yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like it was so lovely and then we were just so drunk and it was like 8 p.m and then we're like oh should we go out again let's just go out and go to another wine bar and uh for some reason we were jumping in and around the pool i decided to do a backflip into the hotel pool but it was it was oh, a lap God. pool obviously so it's like it's not it's only a it's only a meter and a bit deep and I did a backflip into this pool, and I swear, I hit the bottom. I took it square on my oh. face, right? And no. I just did the bridge of my nose open, fully like, popped it <gasps> open. And I was so drunk, I didn't really feel it. Mm. And I came out, and I went, oh, I banged my head like that. Mm. And and then my now wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, was like, you are you are heavily bleeding out of your face. So we quickly rushed up to the room. And I was like, no, again, I was classic. I was like, oh, I'm fine. I've just, I've just, not, I've just tapped it. I've just tapped it. I literally smashed my face off the bottom of a swimming pool. <gasps> and, um, like, you know, I was in the sort of bathroom like with ice on it and all that and then um and I could clearly see my eyes were going to be so black as well mm. and uh and basically after about 20 minutes the bleeding stopped and we just patched out put a, a plaster on it I was probably concussed you know <laughs> and um went out to a wine bar and uh continued right. drinking drank so many espresso martinis to keep me going because I kept sort of Brilliant. feeling a bit groggy weirdly and um and then Funny that, isn't it? my mm. wife we she went home uh and I stayed out with a couple of mates of and course. I yeah. came back and don't remember getting home also don't remember vomiting all over the bathroom mm-hmm. but what I do remember is there were Great. so many um cocoa beans all over the oh, bathroom. Do you, know, from the, do you know you get the three at the top of an espresso martini? I would just chomp, I'd, I'd swallow them, drink the espresso martini. So there was just this random selection of cocoa beans scattered around the bathroom. Um, and I had the all-time, like, worst hangover I think I've ever had. Do you know what I can't 
Well, that would be as you said, concussion, though, as well. Yeah, yeah. And it was so busted. There's a photo of me in the Mm. wine bar that night, and I remember I put a stick, a plaster on it, and I wore a trilby to cover, like, (laughs) to wear down there. So I looked like I'm in disguise. (laughs) Very much in denial. Oh, my God. And you could just see. And my eyes. Yeah, my eyes were both so bloodshot. I'm just drunk, concussed with a trilby on. Just, oh, it's Can disgusting. I just ask, that's, that's one hell of a backflip, though, because if you're standing, I'm just thinking about the maths of this, the, the physics of this. If you're standing backwards to do a backflip yeah. and you're in front of your face. You're I don't know how it works. Right over, haven't you? I reckon it was just, uh, I just did a full 180. Yeah. And then had my, yeah. stupidly, it's probably, I mean, I'm try, trying to work out what would have been better if I'd have taken it on the top of the head. I'd have probably cracked my skull. Probably it's probably better I took not it. Not doing it at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's work out the best way to take the impact, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I'm okay. Sorry, sorry. That you could potentially make a career out of the backflips now. Oh, maybe. That was, that's was, quite a was turn. Rough. You've done the 180 and landed. I mean, I'm still t- sorry to keep bringing it up, no, no, but no. you have gone good. right, like right almost a circle. I should, I mean, yeah, I wish I'd, if I'd have just gone 20% more, I would have been yeah. all right. You've been Fuck. on your stomach. Oh, your feet. But that's what it is. It's, you know, inches. That's what these injuries are about. Just an inch different and I would have been fine. That's what I would I often think that. I've got a lovely... There's a really funny one my mate did where... So we often do hark back and go like we could have died like we, there's loads of occasions where me and my mates are like we could have died um, my mate daniel once we just we just we went we went to a pub that i used to work in it was an irish pub in tooting broadway and when i even i used to go back in there for years it was like an old man sort of bar really but i'd always pop in and say hello and me and two mates went there and we just got rat assed you know we just sat there all evening on like a thursday night and then there was a raffle and we won a bottle of teacher's whiskey in the raffle, the three oh, of us. Oh, no. So we just oh, put the bottle, God. and we ended up having a bit of a lock-in and we drink, We just did the whole bottle of teacher's just in shots. And we were just rotten drunk. And then we walked home and my mate Rich was staying at my house. My mate Daniel lived, he lived over the road, but like it was sort of, there was a main road. I lived off to the right. He lived about 100 metres down off to the left. And um, he lived above the shops, but to get in, you had to go around the back. For some reason, though, when we went home, he decided to take a different route. So he crossed over and went up a first road and decided to climb over every garden uh, along the back row of shops to try and get to his own house. He just thought it was a bit of a challenge. And, um, and about he was so near as well. He was only like two gardens away. And he slipped off and he fell behind a, the, a, a wheelie bin that was near the wall so he fell into a garden uh, backwards and he sort of folded upwards so like his legs were up and his back was out like that like and a deck was, chair and he was yeah he was and he was wedged between a, a wheelie bin and the wall and it wasn't in pain or anything um but he um he just fell asleep and he fell asleep and woke up in that shape about three hours later totally in agony then because like, he was so cramped up and but and um and he had to he had to sort of manage to pull himself out from behind a wheelie bin and then climb over the final like garden to his house and he just called me the next day and he was like mate i like he told me how he'd woken up behind that wheelie bin and uh and he was like i could have died if it was winter that i would have been an absolute dead man luckily it wasn't winter (laughs) (laughs) because if it had been winter he wouldn't have done it would he no (laughs) where's daniel now actually Uh, daniel's still in the london area he's um yeah, we still uh, we still talk, and he actually doesn't drink anymore. He, um, I'm not surprised. I will say Funny he, that, isn't it? <laughs> he, I, I don't know if you know anyone like this. I think it's a male thing, but men who oh. just have a few drinks, and you just see the moment their eyes just turn, and they become so naughty and often problematic. Yeah, and uh, he is one of them. That's he's me and Sally. But he's just like he gets so naughty. Like, he's just I, I, oh, it's, it's hard. He can be hard work to be with him when he's really drunk. But he's I so think, much fun as well. Yeah, I think blokes are. I think they are more. There's something like men are kind of more mad in a way. Like my yeah. nephew came to stay here with all. They were going to a festival in Bristol. And he said, "Can he stay?" It wasn't just him and a mate. There were about twelve of them, and they were they were all nineteen at that point, maybe eighteen. Right? They took over my living the, the place, and I left them there. I said, "I'm just going into town." They 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 left from my place to go to this festival. I came back. Oh my god! I don't know why I thought they would look after my place. <laughs> <laughs> just deluded. 
anyway, one of them, they were telling me like he would go out and he'd sort of quite often just be naked and pissing on people's doorsteps and all that, like the the kind of, they loved him, but the fun one, but you sort of go, he's the one that they're going to eventually back away from. He's the one that's going to get you in fights, in trouble. That's what would happen with us. Like there was a, but we never actually ditched him. We always just stuck with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I'm sure they'll stick stick with him. But I think he's the one that's really going to go. He's the one that's going to go too far with them. I reckon. He's the only person. I I think I am that one. Oh no, really? I don't know that you'd get people to go to prison and stuff, though. Would you, Lou? You might. I I mean, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that you'd get people into fights necessarily. I think it's. I do think it's. It's not all men, of course, but I do think. Think it's more of a lad thing women have their own problems uh, trust me <laughs> have you ever different. been asked to leave because my mate daniel was the only person i've ever asked to leave a party at mine but like, i've actually said you need to go home and i've put him in a taxi like, <laughs> you know it was just getting too he yeah, was getting the, too the only pl- problematic with people not in a gross, like a dirty way. Just he was, he was starting to annoy people so much yeah. by being naughty that i was like mate come on this needs to, this needs to end and I think naught is quite a nice word to put on yeah. it sometimes as well, isn't it? Cause... Yeah, because he, he's not doing anything actually that bad, but he's yeah. just got he's the in... devil in him. Yeah, and you can yeah. just see he's like, he's going to do something he... at some point that he's going to cr- overstep the mark. And at, at, you just you want to get it just like, before that. you want It's because it's really fun. And then it becomes, oh, here we go. This is becoming an issue. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. you need to stop it before the only it's like, time... arrived. The, the only time I've ever been asked to uh, leave anywhere, you've just reminded me, was when um, <laughs> I went, I was having Sunday lunch with my danger friend, Delan, and it was about two o'clock in the afternoon and we were having Sunday lunch in this lovely bar in Chalton in Manchester. And, um, and we'd been drinking like for 48 hours and we'd got up, we'd had your, we'd had your breakfast drinks we'd had, and then we'd gone for Sunday lunch because we decided that's what you do on a Sunday. And then I decided to sing all of the songs from Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcake. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd been there. <laughs> At the table. <laughs> go, 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 Joseph, you know what this is. But like on repeat, that's the only one that I knew. And then they, the staff came over and said, you really need to be quiet now because people are complaining about you. And I was like, I'm not being offensive. I'm having a lovely time. And then Delan was like, yeah, she's having a lovely time. Leave her alone. She's singing her favourite musical. And then, um, and then it just went on for another 30 minutes. And then I was literally lifted out of oh, my chair God. and walked out of the place while still singing Close Every Door to Me. And oh, I was... Yeah, I was offended that they'd chuck me out. Why didn't they want to hear that? (laughs) Exactly, Sally. And also, once you start with a Joseph soundtrack, you've got to get to the end, haven't you? You can't 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 give up. You've got to close those doors. No, you can't. No. I'm sorry exactly. about that. I do I went to a wedding. Where are Sally? When I get the devil in me and I was at a wedding and I was um and I you know when they go like table by table, you get your food. I just went and got mine. And I can't be bothered to wait. I just went and oh, got it. It was lovely curry. And then I yeah, sat back down and my partner was like, Sally, you've got to wait. And I was like, I'm hungry, I can't. And then I just I had the devil in me, so I was dancing. <laughs> And some person I didn't know put their coat down and I went to Dom, I'm gonna go and put their coat on. So I put their coat on and then and then they took their shoes off and I said to Oh, no. Dom, I went, I'm gonna go and put their shoes on and eventually he went, You don't need to put their shoes on. Don't you don't have to put their shoes on and I was like, No, no I'm gonna put their shoes on and then so I was like clothed in somebody else's clothes, not even a mate, somebody I didn't even know. But I think that's a fun that's a yeah, you know I think it's fun. I, um, I yeah. once ended a wedding, not ended a wedding, but I once at the end of the day, <laughs> uh, I, I went to a friend's wedding. It was like one of them country ones when you're in a barn and shit like that. And um, it was when I was with my ex <laughs> we, um I managed to end the day with one trouser leg. Uh, and it was... What it was, it was so um, we had we had such a big argument. Uh, you know, it's it's no it's a surprise that we're no longer together. Yeah, you know, we used to have real blazing rounds and stuff, and it was great times and all that. But you know, we were we were prone to an absolute ding dong. You know, and um, we just had and it, it, I don't know if it's common. I think at weddings, it's so common to see couples just having it out. I don't know what happened. There's a lot of emotion going around, a lot of booze. You know, uh, my mate Niall once said a really funny thing to me. Like, we were all at a friend's wedding. Everyone was in their couples. And he, we, him and his wife were having an argument at, like, midday before the service. 
And then they were made up and fine. And he said oh, to me, he goes, mate, that's the trick. You'll get out of the way early doors. We're going to be fine for the rest of the day now. He goes, you lot are going to get shit-faced and have a big <laughs> argument and ruin the day. Yeah. And he's like, just, just get it out. Do something annoying. Pre-serve it. Like, the way he was describing it, it was like it was a tactic to like, have a better day. But um, we um, basically, we had this massive row at like 9 p.m., 10 p.m. We were on the dance floor <laughs> and it started. I don't even know what it was about. We were both just pissed. And, uh, and we went outside and we're shouting at each other. And I just went, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I went to walk away. And as I turned to walk, she tried to sort of just grab me, yeah, to grab me to sort of say, don't run away. But her hand, it was like some miracle. Her hand, as she went to grab like the back of my trousers or jacket or something. <laughs> my jacket must have been on a chair. She went like that. And instead of grabbing like the back of my belt, her hand went into my back pocket. <laughs> And as I just ran off, she managed to pull the whole back of my trouser leg off. So, so suddenly, uh, we just, like, we basically, and it sort of ended the argument because it was so funny and mad that um, it was like, it resolved the problem. But I just had to spend the rest of the evening just with one leg out. Uh, <laughs> which is, you've never. Of the pocket still being there. Oh my God. Like, you've never looked more drunk at a wedding with one leg off your trousers. <laughs> Yeah, I kept everything else though. Just standard, <laughs> one leg out. Like you've done it on purpose Just as one well. Oh, no, this, is how, leg. this is how I'd work. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, that's so funny. Lou, we've got to think oh, of that's a, hysterical. Um, we've got to think oh my of a God. cocktail for Carl Donnelly. We 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 conjure up a cocktail okay. for you. Yeah, we don't make it, we just we talk. I've just got it, this image of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really pissed. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hope you're being driven to your preview, Lou. I hope so too. Sorry. Oh dear. <laughs> fan out. I've got my fan out. She's a woman of a oh, certain oh, age with a little bit of I afternoon am. booze and she had a dressing gown yeah. on and, a, and it's June. It's a quite a, a hot day, Lou. Just knocked my toilet roll off. Uh, okay, so we have to think of a, a cocktail. For, Look at me, I'm all red. Look how red I am. I know. My God. I know, I get that rashy. Even Look, tan, Look at that it? as well. It's like it sort of just pops up in weird. Like for the listener, I've just got yeah. one patch of white on my cheek. And the rest is looks like looks like a birthmark, really, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, yeah, it looks like the Isle of Wight on the yeah, side of your all face. that. Um, let's think of a, uh, <laughs> a cocktail for Carl. Oh, I'm having a oh, what should we put time. in it then? Um, what about a bit of apple? apple well, everything. Apple shop. Apple. Apple sours. Apple sours. Apple sours. Apple sours. Yeah, just to it. really take. Carl back to when he nearly died. Well, yeah. One of the times he nearly died. Um, uh, let's have... Uh, oh, we could have that blue curacao or whatever it is to make oh. it look like a swimming pool. Oh, so yes. We could, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And there's some um, grenadine in it for the blood of the nose. For the okay. smashed yes. up face. Yeah. 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 Very weak yeah. so far, I will say. Yeah, it's yeah. We need to, yeah. Given Carl's... I'm sorry about that drilling. That's all right, mate. Okay. Oh, Pardon God. me. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, 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 oh, oh dear. I'm glad the cocktail did what it did. What I'd hope it did. Oh, have you watched a slowly? Oh, it's maybe super like, jealous. I will yeah. say, I've never been more. It's, there's nothing more like you know. Some people hate watching people get drunk. If you're with them and like you're like because oh, if they don't drink, it's like well you just it's find it annoying. If you're somebody who likes drinking, nothing. There's nothing that makes you more oh, jealous God. than watching people drink. I remember once when I was on antibiotics going out with two friends and they were drinking and they were just getting... When you're sober, you're just like, you just said that. 
just yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's repeating and slow. Oh, God. The speech was getting so slow. I was like, oh, I've got to go home. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just, I don't understand people that can just have, you know, unless you're sort of an ex alcoholic and you really, really physically can't drink anymore. And, but people that are just like, no, I, I just don't really like it. And I just, yeah. I can just have fun without it. And I'm like, what I are you talking about? Don't Not, I don't mind that, but I don't understand how you can be around drunk people then. No, I know. It's I couldn't be around. Dr- I know how annoying I am drunk. I wouldn't want to be around. Me. No, who'd want that? No, but yeah. And yeah. also, I think, oh, don't, you don't want to see me like this through so. No, exactly. You need to see me through drunk eyes as well. <laughs> anyway, oh, Lou's, I think Lou's, she's, she's back. She's back. <laughs> we need some proper booze in this, Lou. Come on, girl. Come on, girl. Uh, very good. Um, Let's go have something comfort in it. <laughs> a southern comfort. You want some southern comfort in it? What have we had so far? The apple sours. Pardon me. Uh, apple sours, Curacao, <laughs> grenadine, southern comfort. Can I have a mixer in there? To, to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want? You can decide. Um, I mean, it's a I paracetamol. Some think... <laughs> ibuprofen. <laughs> and uh, I, I would, I would always. I'm always an orange juicy guy. Just um... freshly squeezed. I reckon. But then that's getting class. a bit too close to the yeah. Alabama Slammer, so I should it probably put something bit... else. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. Let's have some of that gold label in it. Gold label, that's like a little bottle of gold strong label. chewy. Um, yeah. I yeah. Am, first, <clears> and um, then um Have you have you had the comedian Chris Martin on here? Do you remember do you no, know Chris? No, yeah, I know Chris. So Chris now lives in LA. Yes. But Chris um, and his friends once inv- once invented a cocktail mm-hmm. um, that was a pint glass and I think it was half a lager mm-hmm. uh, and it had upside down turned into it three different bottles so like the bottles were sticking oh, out one yeah. was a Smirnoff Ice mm-hmm. one was a Blue Wicked and one was like a Reef do you remember the orange Reef yeah yeah. <sighs> three bottles of booze within half a lager and it was called they could they nicknamed it because it was three obviously it was like three different colours it was all different colours it was called a Joe Swale and it was, which was named after a snooker player who was deaf called Joe Swale. Oh. And they named it after him because they went, you drink one of them, it makes you deaf. That was the only adjustment. <laughs> but it was just, it was a half a pint of lager with three bottles of booze sticking out. What a disappointing what? story. What? I know, it's, it's, it's a horrible name, but like it's a, it was a disgusting drink as yeah, well. Yeah, sounds repulsive, but you're not having that. We're not having that. I'm not, I know, I wouldn't want to touch, go near one. But, um, but it was but, a... But apple, I think... Apple yeah. sours, yeah. new Yeah. Grenadine and Southern yeah. Comfort. And Let's have, have a, an, an absinthe in it. Oh, and an absinthe. God, it's my least favourite drink. No, yeah. we're not having an absinthe, Lou. I'm going to put uh, this down. Okay. There. I think some orange juice then. Orange juice or pineapple juice? Pineapple juice. That'd be oh, all right. There we go. There okay. We go. Let's I'm do all, that. Got, we have to wrap up. What, what are we going to call it? Oh. Um, um, let's have a think. Um, let's One. call it the One. emergency room. Oh, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. Emergency, emergency room. Emergency room. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just the emergency yeah. room. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Oh, go. we can have bits. And then of... people can go. Can we have two emergency room? Emergency room. Emergency room. Yeah. Oh God, I'm having far too much good. I'm not going to get any work done this afternoon. No, you're not. Great. But you ask Carl the question. I'll ask because Luke. Carl, she's in no state. Basically, Carl, you've got a spittoon in front of you. Look at her, she's for the listener, Lou's fanning herself stuff. You've got a, a spittoon in front of you. It's got the dregs, all the shrapnel and dregs of oh. somebody's spit. But, you know, basically the question is, whose would you drink? Whose spittoon oh, would you drink? Oh, God. I mean, I don't, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't want to do that with anyone. But I'd, tough you know, shit. Just no, nobody general, wants but, to do it, Carl. I know, but, it's, but I'm you've got to, have to, to pick a fat like my wife or daughter. No, just to neither make of those. It, no, you can't do those. the rules. Yeah, I forgot about that. Harry no. Kane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Harry Kane, the Tottenham and England. Oh, okay. Striker. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> okay. I feel like that might be. It quite seems a, very clean. It's very clean living as well. So. And also, it probably wouldn't be loads. It wouldn't be a lot of mixed booze would it it no, might no. just be you know a, a champagne when he's celebrating or a, exactly. a lager if that i reckon yeah. he's quite a boring chap when it comes is he to the him. older one he's older is he one. the old one he's 28 years old <laughs> oh i know who you're thinking oh. of you're thinking who are you of, thinking of i do know harry somebody isn't it that she's thinking of harry harry Redknapp. Redknapp. no harry yeah, i would not drink i wouldn't go near anything that came out of harry redknapp's body <laughs> He's an well, old man. No. He grows. Yeah, or it just tastes of cigars, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Harry who did you say? Harry Kane. Harry Kane. All the Harrys. Harry Kane. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but there you go. (laughs) I need to go lay down now. Sally, ask the last question, please. (laughs) So Harry Kane as well. Yes, that's what you said, isn't it? Harry Harry Kane. But yeah, we did say, it does sound like Harry Kane. Anyway, on that note, um, is this a spit or a swallow? Well, it's clearly a swallow. I think it's clearly a swallow. Very good. Moose <laughs> high off the back of it. <laughs> oh, it's a swallow from both of us. Carl Donnelly. <clears throat> Will you come Thanks back for... again one day and Definitely. do it with us? Fantastic. Yeah. Thank or you so live. much. Maybe. Yeah, live. You and could then meet you in the emergency room and do one from there. <laughs> I would yeah. absolutely. I'd say, well, if yeah. I come on again and yeah, I'll, I'll drink an emergency room. We'll play. I'll get yeah, it. I'll get we'll it set that. up. Excellent. Right, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. All right, thanks for having thanks, me. Thanks, Carl. Spit or Swallow is produced by Amanda Redman. If you want to get in touch with what you thought about the wines that we've tried or recommendations of your own, or you feel like sharing your worst drunken story with us, then please do. On Twitter and Insta, we're at at Lou and Sally. Facebook is Spit or Swallow Podcast. Or email us at Spit or Swallow Podcast 34, that's the number 34, at gmail.com. And if you want to support the podcast, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash Spit or Swallow Podcast. Thanks to Audio Boom for hosting us, but most of all, thanks to you for listening. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye! Bye. Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. Picture this. You're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. Spit or Swallow is produced by Amanda Redman. If you want to get in touch with us about what you thought about the drinks that we've tried or recommendations of your own or you feel like sharing your worst drunken story with us, then please do. On Twitter and Insta, we are at Lou and Sally. Facebook and TikTok is Spit or Swallow Podcast or email us at spitorswallowpodcast34, that's the numbers 34, at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then please subscribe and leave us a review because this helps other people find us. And if you want to support the podcast, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash spit or swallow podcast where you can find some bonus content. Thanks to Acast for hosting us, but most of all, thanks to you lot for listening. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye. Bye.